Right, and we're on. Um, welcome back to the Fight Watch UK podcast. I'm joined by Lexi Rook. How are we doing? Are you alright? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm alright. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate the time. Um, That's alright. I've got loads of it at the minute. <laughs> yeah, who doesn't want the lockdown? It's it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. Everything everything going on that's that's affected training massively. Like you would you were really lucky to get a fight in on Celtic Gladiator back in November. Um, yeah. What what changed in the camp building up to that? Obviously, like having to change things to be COVID safe. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, like, I, I was in camp for ages. Like, I had, I had, I think I had three fights booked and, like, each of them got cancelled or changes of opponent and stuff. So, it, I think I worked out, it was, like, 24 weeks I was, I was in camp and I was cutting weight and just constantly, like, just thinking, oh, I'll just keep going, keep going and something will happen. And then, luckily, Celtic Gladiator did happen within about a week's notice. So, um, not much really changed. I mean, like, the people I was training with like changed obviously like it, it ended up being a lot more solo or like just just me, me and my coach and stuff like that um training wise but every, everything else really apart from like the group sessions like the big like the classes and the, the the group sessions and sparring like it it was pretty much it felt the same anyway it feels like it was ages ago now but um yeah, I don't think much really changed. You just had to keep going and just just keep grinding every day and making the little changes and that, and it and it, it happened and I pulled it off. And if anything, it was probably it was probably better because when it came to fighting, I felt like there was less pressure. Yeah, like, you you showed a lot of improvements as well from your previous fight. Like I spoke to you about that in on Instagram, and you said it was down to the strength and conditioning. Do you think? That played a big role. If like, if you would have had that like earlier on, do you think it would have made a difference to some of your fights? No, do you know what? I think thinking back on it, I think it was more confidence. Like I didn't know I could actually fight like that until until recently. I think because I've I've always had a problem with like like my confidence when I go into fights. I know I've trained hard enough and I've I've put the work and the hours in, but a lot of it comes down to like on the day, like how you're actually feeling. And I think obviously Dan Mitten. Um, my S&C coach and my mobility coach he got involved um, last summer so after like consistently working along well working with him um, my game changed and improved massively but also I did focus a lot on um, striking as well my, my striking needed a lot of work so I was able to do um, you know I, did, I was doing loads of pads um, just loads of Dutch drills and stuff like that, just trying to get that be- better and better. And if, if anything, closer to Celtic, I, did, I didn't spar really because I didn't have the partners to because of, obviously, because of lockdown. So um, I'd say probably it was just it was just the focus on, on striking um, with, you know, alongside mobility in the SSC. Yeah, it was a brilliant fight, to be fair. Watching, watching it back, there was, there was a ton of improvements, like I said. Um you said about the confidence and the mindset. It's like, do do you watch your fights back and like get a sense of that's changed since the last one? I'm I'm proud of that. Like that could use some work. Like, obviously, giving yourself feedback in a way. Yeah, I mean, it, it's mad because that was probably the only fight I've ever looked back on and actually thought, yeah, I did all right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know it's that, which sounds crazy, but you know, loads of people always tell you otherwise. But like personally, I felt like that was my time to prove that you know I had progressed and had improved in a lot of different areas mainly was striking but I think it was just like it was mainly the confidence like when I was I've had bouts before where I've known the other 
you know, the opponents have been a better striker or that's their sort of style. And I've almost let that get inside my head and think, right, well, I won't strike with them then. And then, re- like, like when I fought on um, Probellum like, this, about this time last year, in March it was, I think. Um, yeah, it was right before the lockdown, wasn't like, it? Yeah, I literally had two weeks before. Like, I, I can vaguely, like... I just remember, like, not even throwing shots. I wasn't throwing shots. And I remember my co- my coaches were shouting at me going, like, throw hands. Because, like, I, I, they knew at the time, they knew I could throw my hands and I could cause the damage and do what I needed to do. But at the time, I didn't have the confidence in my own striking or my own ability to do that. So um, when this fight came around, I was like, you know what? Like, I've, I've got the tools. I just need to get this barrier out, out of my head and just go for it. So, and I did. And then now I look back on it, I think, yeah, that's what I need to do. In future, I need to just go, just go with it, and trust, trust my shots, and trust my decisions that I make in the cage. Because a lot of it before was just lack of confidence. I think not trusting that my my shots would land, and but then you get to a point where you think, well, so what? Some of your shots don't land, but it doesn't necessarily mean you don't, you can't throw them. Do you know what I mean? It's more just like in feeling in yourself. It like, does it feel right, and then accepting. Like I've learned this. I'm doing well at it in the gym. I need to start showing it on yeah. a stage as well. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that makes sense. To be fair, like looking at looking at stuff, you've been fighting for like three years now. This year, you you actually got into it like a little bit later than quite a few people. What was it that like, got you into fighting? Um, everyone always asks me this. I never really know how to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's quite a deep question, like, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot <laughs> to. Uh, I feel like there's a lot to the reasons why I got involved in it, but I I just don't like dwelling on them really because like that. When I first started training and fighting, I was, you know, I wasn't the person I am now. Um, and it's not necessarily MMA that's changed me. It's it's just I've grown as a person since that time. So um, I just I just needed a way out of the lifestyle I was living at the time. Um, I, was, I was in a bad, a very bad place mentally. I was in a very bad place physically. I was unhealthy. Um, you know, just do just doing stupid shit and. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, it, it got to a point where I was like, I need to, I need to turn my life around. And if, if I don't do it now, then, you know, I never will. Um, so it took a lot of, a lot of time and a lot of understanding, like with my family and stuff. But, um, ended up just going, originally I did it, it as a bit more to like get fit and stuff because it used to be quite into the party scene and stuff. So I was very, very unfit. So I did it as a bit of a like, right, I'll just, give up all of that and I'll start I'll start getting fit and stuff. Um, so I ended up just going to a little boxing club and then it just progressed on from there, really. I just, I, I sounds cliche, but I did really just fall in love with it as soon as I started it. Um, and then I never looked back and, I'm, you know, each day now I still, I can't go a day without training or without anything related to training or fighting. It's just, that's that's my life now. So, um, but yeah, I mean, everyone's, everyone's got their story, haven't they? So their little yeah. backstory as to why they got into it. But yeah, just... Uh, I was just in a bad place, I think, and to be honest, it did save my life. If if I'm going to be a bit dramatic about it, <laughs> no, it's it's all right to be dramatic. Don't worry about it. Save me, um, yeah. So and uh, basically, I just needed to, I, I just needed a drastic change. I needed to sort myself out, and no one could do that for me other than other than myself, you know. And is that why you feel like it's important for you for you to constantly progress each fight? Because looking back, and you're progressing with each fight how much you've progressed as a person as well, not just as a fighter. Do you feel like that's something you need to prove to yourself as more than other people? Or Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I, 
I used to always think, I mean, I still stand by this now, but if I can, if I can sort of give back and, you know, inspire other, you know, girls or guys that, that, that went through similar to what I went through, then, you know, it's, that for me is, is a win as well as just winning fights and stuff. Cause obviously winning fights is great, but to be honest, you've, you've got to love the whole thing. And obviously there are days where you don't want to go to the gym or you feel beat up and you feel crappy and that. But just the whole journey of it itself, I think is, is important. And uh, like, I know, I know I've grown as a person since and come on from that, but yeah, it's more, it's not always just about like, obviously you're getting better each fight and stuff, but it's more, even in the, sometimes it like, you know, I'll be, I'll be training in the gym and I'll be thinking, oh, that's come on miles since, you know, since I first started or since I first started doing this, this session or whatever. And it's little, little progressions each day is, is what, what keeps you going, I think. Yeah, like noticing changes and being able to, like, a big thing for you, like being able to put that in other people as well. Like, I've, this has changed me, like it can change you positive as well. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a, there's a massive lack of, um, not, not necessarily now because obviously MMA's evolved a lot, but like when I was a teenager, like, you know, there, there wasn't that much going on other than go out and party and get yourself into bad situations and stuff, bad habits and that. So, I feel like now it, it is different. That obviously put lockdown and that all aside. If it was if life was normal, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot more accessibility to it all. And um, I, I, I just wish when I was like sixteen, seventeen, someone had introduced me to it then, because you know I feel like I would have been on the right path straight away. But then again, if that hadn't have happened, then I might not have ever found it. So you know, everything happens for a reason. But yeah, I think. It's, it's majorly important to, to have that in your life. Not not necessarily just MMA, but like something that keeps you focused and like some, on, the, on the straight and narrow. Like something that keeps you right, something that you can enjoy and look forward to all the time. And for you, that's fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You fought on some pretty big stages as well. Like you, In 2019, you went to the IMAFs in Bahrain, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, the IMAFs are wicked, actually. Really good fun. How was that? Like, how was how was the experience with it? Was it was it like a was it different to uh, any other fight you've had? Um, it was. Yeah, it was th- like the actual atmosphere and the environment of it was completely different because uh, a lot of like a, well, I don't know about anyone else, but I've been lucky in in the regional shows I've fought on. I've ended up getting like day before weigh-ins, so. Um, over there, obviously, it was day of weigh-ins, and it was it was scary because it was like if you don't weigh in on the dot when you know when you go to weigh and if you're not bang on weight then you're disqualified so it's like it's ner- it was so nerve-wracking every day going to scales even though you knew that you were going to make the weight it was still horrible to think oh what if i'm like a pound over or something silly like that and then so that was obviously stress um but other than the weigh-in side of it everything was just wicked like meeting other people like like-minded athletes that you know that are on the same or similar sort of pathway to you and um obviously fighting every well unless you get knocked out of the tournament tournament fighting every day was wicked um it's different in the sense that like you're walking out there's, there's like four three or four cages at the same time so everyone so not everyone in the arena is looking at you which was quite nice because the pressure was off right so you're walking out you've got you've got cameras on on you as you're walking out because obviously it's live streamed but other than the cameras like there wasn't massive crowds there there wasn't everyone like all eyes on you so it was quite nice to just walk out and just be it was just calm and like no pressure or anything like that um and yeah it was good it was really good to be honest i'm 
Bahrain, I think for me was was definitely a trip that was meant to happen because that's where I met all the scousers <laughs> that are now <laughs> part of part of the team in Liverpool. So if I hadn't have gone to Bahrain, you know, who knows? I, I might not even be at Aspire at the moment. So. So what was that like actually moving gyms? Was it nerve-wracking at first or was it like a smooth transition? I don't know. Like, I, I was quite nervous when I went there because um, I was more nervous because the, the level of the athletes they have at Aspire is just incredible. Like everyone is a very high standard, even, you know, the amateurs, even the kids. Like, you know, I'd, I'd never seen people like so, so much talent in a gym before. Um but I, I am quite a spontaneous sort of adventurous person, so I was I was excited to to go somewhere new and to meet new people and you know try new stuff. But it was it was definitely nerve wracking. I'd I'd already moved to Manchester for um, a few months beforehand, so I'd already done the big move up north from where I was. Um, so that part that was sort of the hard part, you know. Then it was like right now I've got to find a job, now I've got to find a house, now I've got to do this, and it was quite scary. And that that sort of in like. Life outside the gym was quite scary. Moving to a city I didn't know. I didn't know anyone. Like I knew a handful of people, but not really that many. So it was it was a scary move, but it was definitely the best move I've ever made. So definitely, definitely worth it in terms of your progress as well. You felt like it was the right time to make that choice. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I moved, I, was, I actually had this chat with someone the other day. I I moved to Manchester fully thinking like. Like Manchester's the place I'm gonna end up staying. Like I'm gonna find my dream team and like fight there and you know my dream job and house and blah blah blah. And then like two months in, when I realised actually I was meant to be somewhere else. And then when I started going to train at Spy, I was still living in Manchester for a bit for like the first half of 2020. So um, I was only getting to Aspire part time. But every time I went, I was thinking, oh, this is exactly where I want to be. Like just just the mentality of the the people there and obviously the level of coaching and the and the level of the athletes themselves it was just I just couldn't wait to be there full time and then um in the summer of 2020 I, I made the move so now I live here full time but um yeah it's weird because I always thought I was just gonna be in Manchester forever and that was that and then two months down the line it ended up changing again so I had to do the big move again <laughs> yeah I didn't. and then Liverpool was almost even worse because I knew no one in Liverpool like didn't even know any areas or anyone at all. I literally met a few of them out in Bahrain at the IMAFs. Um, and that was it. That was all Exactly. Yeah, that was it. So then I was like, oh, and I've got up and move again, and now I've got to find another job. And it was it was probably scary actually going from Manchester to Liverpool because I'd already done the big move, but then it was like, oh, now I've got to go somewhere I really don't know. It was completely foreign to me. So I think at least you knew um, a little bit of Manchester. Yeah, I was lucky at the time as well because my best friend was living there, so I sofa, sofa surfed on her, in her house for a few months before I went to the Worlds. But um, yeah, so Liverpool was a different ball game because I, I didn't know anyone. But now, I, I feel like I've lived here for for years now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a well integrated part of the team now. To be fair, and like it's it's noticeable like how much that influence on you brings you up as a fighter as well. You said your confidence in earlier fights. Do you feel like being around? Like that level of athlete all the time helps helps your confidence as well. Like knowing you're on a team with constantly high level people, do you think that pushes you to think like I'm high level too? Like, yeah, yeah it, de- it def- definitely did improve my my mindset when I when I when I when I started really sort of like being involved with the team at Aspire and the coaches and just seeing how they live their lives and like how they train every day, like 
you know, no one complains, no one moans, everyone just turns up, does the work, puts the graft in and, and it, and, you know, and it's such a good vibe in there as well. Like everyone's just got good energy and it's like in the banter and it's just, it, it's a wicked place to be every day. Like I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So it, it definitely changed my confidence and a, and a lot of things mentally for me. Um, and obviously there was there, there's other girls there that I can train with as well. Whereas when I was down south, there was a serious lack of um, female um, partners, training partners and stuff. So um, it was nice to get to be able to be like, oh, there are actually other girls in the same boat as me. Like outside, of, like, other than London, like down south, like where I was living, southeast, it was just like was non-existent really for females there were a few females but that no one was taking it as seriously as i as i wanted to and i feel like i only started getting taken seriously until like when i moved up here like it was very like minimal you felt it was in a sense like it was holding you back like a like-minded people yeah i think to be honest like this, this isn't taking anything away from you know my old gym and my old coaches and partners because you know at the time you know, we, we all helped each other and they, they were great and they got me started in it. But I feel like once I got, not necessarily when I got to a certain level of skill, because I feel like, you know, I was, I was a real beginner when I started there. So I just mean in terms of like ambition and, and drive and that there was only, I, f- I felt like there was like a barrier stopping everyone actually going outside of that barrier and grabbing what they wanted to get. Do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. when, when I came up north, it was like, the goals and the dreams and the aspirations were like limitless. No one, you know, if someone like, said like, in the gym, oh, isn't I want to go there and I want to do this. Yeah. They'd be like, everyone will just be like, Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Like you could, oh, of course you can do that. Put the work and you can get there. You can do it. Whereas down South, I feel like, I don't know if it's just because I was in a small town and it was that like small minded mentality, but like small town, like small town mentality kind of thing. Yeah. Like I felt, I felt like I couldn't really tell ever tell anyone what I actually wanted to go and do and achieve because they'd probably just be like, oh, yeah, whatever, you'd never get there. Whereas now I'm up here, I feel like I am living my life the way I need to to get to where I want to be and, you know, to achieve what I want to achieve. So it, it is different. And, and being in a gym like Aspire, you know, they are they are all like that. They all do think, you know, think the same. So it's definitely, definitely changes your mindset. And speaking now, speaking about ambition, if I was to get you back on a year from today and be like, what have you achieved in the last year since we spoke? What would you like to What would you like to say? Like speaking now, what would you like to achieve in the next calendar year? Uh, the next calendar year, I definitely want to have transitioned into uh, to professional. Um, that's definitely on the horizon. It's just at the minute, it's a bit hard because I should have had a lot more amateur fights by now because <laughs> of the lockdown. But um, so everything yeah, happens definitely... for a reason. To be fair, though, like maybe, maybe it was just delayingly inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the last fight I had definitely, uh, even though I was really happy with my performance and how I felt, it still, it just pushed me more to be like, right, I want to work on this now, I want to work on this. And there's definitely a few things I want to work on before I turn pro, but that is definitely in the horizon. So another year, as long as I can, provide and I can squeeze a few more ammies in this year. You're definitely um, just excited to yeah. use the knees and elbows. <laughs> yeah, I am, you know. <laughs> Can't yeah, deny no, I, I do think as well, like the, the female pool is quite small, isn't it? So like, once you get to, once you've had like ten fights as an amateur female, especially in the UK, you sort of end up having to rematch girls or or find go, go abroad or whatever because yeah. the, the pool in the UK is so small. So it's like you kind of get to a point where you're like, right, do I need to 
start refighting all the girls I've fought already or do I just need to turn professional like so I've, I mean I've had chats with my coaches and, and we, we've got plans in place which will happen over the next year so um just as far as this year, this year goes it's just about just ticking over really and just improving constantly every day and doing what I need to do to get better and better and then if fight presents itself brilliant if it doesn't then just just carry carry on going really so like just as hopefully if shows not are going to go on like stay active like get one or two more amateur fights and then look to turn pro by a year from now yeah i mean I'd, yeah ideally i'd like a few few more amateurs before i turn professional um i was really really unwell at the beginning of this year so i, was, I should have been fighting end of march um over in ireland but on, to, is that over on the Cranwall show out. yeah yeah so it should have been should have been fighting end of march but um I just, I just had to, had to focus on my health for the first part of this year, really. Yeah, that comes um, first for sure. Yeah, so there definitely will be. I will fight again this year. I'm, I'm sure of it. Whether it's in this country or whether I have to sneak out somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> it just as long as you're getting it in, you're happy with it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Well, that's that's all I've got time for. Thank you so much for your time. Um, that's and all right, thanks for having me on. Anyone's got any feedback from listening to this, make sure to send me or Lexi a message. Again, thank you for coming on and thank you for listening. I'll catch you all later.